welcome to Groundbreaking, a podcast exploring the stories of young entrepreneurs, the businesses they are building, what's worked, what hasn't, and how they're figuring things out. I think New Zealand's a pretty damn good place to do business to begin with. I mean, it, it, it does come up first or second in the um, rankings of places to do business near Singapore. I am your host, Eli, and this week we, we are talking with Will Hewitt. Will co-founded his first business at the age of 15 called ThinkBot, which produced educational robot kits. He then went on to start his next business called Ventworks, which develops environmental and industrial scenting products. Hello, Will. <laughs> hi. Um, hi, Eli. How are you doing this morning? Good. Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and the businesses you have started over the years? Uh, so I'm Will Hewitt. I'm 18 years old now. I started my first business when I was 15 called ThinkBot, uh, developing educational robots. Uh, I then went on to start Ventworks uh, two years ago, which developed wireless sensing products for agriculture and industry. Um, I now work on medical device applications and specifically around cardiology and machine learning. So why did you decide to start your own business? I don't like working for other people, and I learned that after I had my first job when I was uh, 14 or 15, working at a uh, company in Nelson doing something similar to Eventworks, developing wireless sensors for uh, a different type of uh, crops that I developed Eventworks for. How did you fund your first business? My first business, ThinkBot, um, it was very much so, it was very much a business of circumstance. So I was teaching um, students from about 5 to 15 um, how to use, so I built up quite a strong electronics background when I was a kid. Um, And so I was starting to teach kids around when I was around 15. Um, And I did find that we didn't really have great tools to be able to teach them with. Um, So I went back and designed a robot to be able to help teach them in a bit more effective way rather than them spending the whole time trying to put something together just to be able to learn, rather they could just start learning from the beginning. What was it like when you first started your own business and where did you go for help? It was, so I started it with a mentor of mine who taught me a lot about electronics and engineering. Um, So he was definitely the first resource I had for help. And then I was put in touch with some great people like uh, Nelson Angel Investment Group. So they invest in early stage businesses. And they helped me a lot with advice uh, along the commercial side. Do you ever feel like giving up in your business and what made you stick with it? Um, so last year was probably a bit of, so all the other years that I've been working in business, I was still at home, still at high school. So it was a little less pressure. It was always something in addition to my studies. Last year, definitely at times I felt pressure to, you know, you had to be payroll that month or uh, you had to pay your rent that month, and that's it, it gets tough, and you start looking at job listings on Seek. I think you sort of just stick through it, and it's it's tough stuff, but you learn to be resilient. Can you remember your first customer? Ah, uh, yes, yes, I can. Um, there was again the sort of business of circumstance thing with ThinkBot. Um, it was the Ministry of Inspiration in Nelson, a cool group that runs electronics programs and science programs for kids. Do you like science? Yeah, I think, uh, I'd like to think that more kids would get involved in science. Uh, I like science. That's that's good, yeah. Um, Science, I think people sort of think of science as just the three subjects you could take at high school, but you just have to look at what you could take at university as part of science to see really how wide it is. 
What advice could you give us about how to keep customers coming back? So my business traditionally does sort of require them to come back to me in that the equipment I provide them, they need ongoing support for. In terms of trying to make a repeat sale, I think the report and relationship that you build with a customer is the most important thing. Um, you find that more in different industries, but definitely the most important thing is being able to genuinely relate to whoever you're selling to. What challenges have you faced because of your age? Um, occasionally one was before I turned 18, um, the clients often want to go to bars or something after, say, a networking event. Um, and obviously when you're not 18, you can't, you can't follow them in there. Um, so that was one sort of setback at a few times. I never really, so I, was, I guess I did look old for my age when I was younger, so I never really had too many issues with people doubting my ability to do something. Yeah, I sort of just relied on the fact that they trusted me and I could build that trust. Growing up, how did you balance school and work? <laughs> um, my year 12 chemistry teacher would probably say I didn't. Uh, sorry, Mrs. Young. I admittedly, yeah, my attendance and grades did slip a bit, and I think that I probably could have done better if I tried a bit harder. I think if you really want to try and balance it, you can. Um, there's enough hours in the day to do both. How did you know when the time was right to start a new business? I think I didn't necessarily leave Thinkbot in that it was very much a, a stepping stone to do something bigger for me. Um, I think that you never, you don't necessarily leave something like this, but it's more you decide that there's opportunity somewhere else and you pursue that opportunity because it's something you believe can make work. Yeah, I think you never necessarily leave something until you have an exit or a genuine financial um, leave. What culture change do you think we, we need to see in New Zealand to help the next generation of young businesses people thrive? I think New Zealand's a pretty damn good place to do business to begin with. I mean, it, it, it does come out first or second on the... Um, rankings of places to do business near Singapore. Um, you know, it's, it costs $100 to start a company in New Zealand. It's, it's pretty easy. I think that, I just think if you can encourage more kids just to, you know, give it a try and not necessarily think too grand for their first idea. You know, a lemonade sounds actually a great business model when you put it in a profit and loss sheet. Yeah, but guess what? Mm. I, I'm starting my own lemonade. <laughs> I am. Yeah, and see, so that's a great business model. If you do the accounting for it, you'll never get profit like that. Yeah, um, also, if you have $100, can you actually start your own business? Yeah, um, you can go into the company's office, give them $10 to reserve a name, and then pay $80 to form the company. Oh, sweet. I'm going to go get my own company. <laughs> I, I can. There you go. Yeah, you can. I have enough money. If you could go back in time, what advice would you give yourself? You know, looking at my engineering decisions from three years ago versus what I'd make now, I probably would cringe a bit. I think I'd probably say keep it up uh, and just try and encourage myself because I know that there's nothing I could say to 15-year-old me to change 15-year-old me's mind. What do you love most about your business? I think I enjoy being able to work for myself. I work with some really great people um, day in, day out. And that's, that's probably the most exciting part about that is that you get to pick to work some really intelligent, driven, motivated people. Who do you admire most? I think, you know, obviously, I don't believe necessarily in idolization of someone. I think you very much need to uh, become your own person. But, you know, someone like Elon Musk, I think, is doing some pretty incredible stuff. Or uh, Peter, Peter Beck, New Zealand's equivalent. Okay, final question for me. 
What can you expect to see you doing in the future? I, you know, people say making a five or ten year plan. Um, you know, I, I believe at most in sort of three year plan that you can't really see what you're going to be doing in three years, especially as an entrepreneur where you may very well um, change something in the next six months. So, yeah, I think just I'd say watch this space. You've reached the end of another episode of Groundbreaking. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or through your favorite podcast service. Until next time, stay awesome and share the love.